Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your co-host, Leanine Heiss, and this is episode 47. Summer is upon us, and today we're talking about all things summer with one of our favorite people, Stephanie Smith, one of the incredible servants of the Lord, usually behind the scenes at Bible to School. She's full of creative ideas for bringing the Word of God to life in the lives of children. I know you're going to love this conversation. Before we get started, in two weeks, we're going on a mini vacation. Everyone needs time to rest, recharge, and celebrate what God is doing. And in that spirit, we're going to take a two-week vacation here on the podcast. So it's even more important that you are subscribed to the podcast. It's really easy to do in your favorite podcast app. I use Apple Podcasts for all my listening, but we also recommend Podbean. It doesn't matter where you subscribe, just that you do so you won't miss an episode. We're also on social media at Bible to School on both Instagram and Facebook. Let's stay connected. As always, you can find our show notes on the website at Bible2School.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. You'll find all helpful tips, our free resources, and ways to connect with Bible to School right there. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Well, Stephanie, welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Thank you so much, Lee. It's great to be back. It is so fun to have you here. And we are going to be talking about having fun, which I think at the end of a school year, a lot of us want a lot of. Oh, absolutely. The days are getting longer and we've got warmer temperatures and everyone just wants to be out and and engaging and doing fun things. Well, Steph, for our friends who have not heard you on the first episode that we did, which they probably want to go back and listen to because that was episode 33, when kids ask tough questions, so good. What a lot of people don't know is that you really are behind the scenes helping Bible to school answer the tough questions that kids have right now. So a lot of things that they read and that they hear, you're behind the scenes answering those tough questions. Yes, yes, absolutely. Part of my role at Bible to School is to lead our curriculum team. So we're We're always asking our volunteers, what kind of questions are kids asking right now? Because we want to make sure while we're teaching biblical truth, that that biblical truth is relevant to the questions that are are in their hearts and minds. So we've got a good firm foundation of the knowledge we want to impart, but we also want to be responsive to the questions that they're asking. And wow, our kids have such good questions and sometimes such really deep questions that make us take a step back and go, wow, how would I answer that question. It really is a, a deep, tough question. So we we love when we get to share a little bit about how we respond to those with other folks, because if we're taking a step back and having to think about it, then other people are too. And we love to share how we would answer those. I love that team approach and the answers that we are trying to give, even to listeners on the podcast during the kid questions, because Steph, this is 
hard. When kids ask questions, it often makes us feel like we need to be the expert in everything. And I think that what Bible to School says is, this can be easy. Let us come alongside you. Yep, absolutely. It it never hurts to go back to biblical truth, frame it with a, a child's perspective. And it's always okay to say, you know, I don't really know what the Bible says about that. Let's go get into the Bible together and find out. I love when we can do that with our kids. I do too. Well, Steph, because it is finally the end of the school year, I am sure that there are a lot of folders that are not being opened that are coming home from school right now and backpacks that are bulging with art projects. And I don't know if anybody else feels this, but like I do not want to see glitter on my floor right now. So what I'm really excited to talk about today is that even though clubs or programs, Bible programs, are stopping for schools and maybe even Bible school programs if they've been involved, that doesn't mean that faith talk and the work of walking alongside of our kids and discipling them ends. And I know that's your passion too. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it can feel like we roll into these summer months and and we get out of our schedules and out of our routines and sometimes out of our faith routines as well. Vacations interrupt going to church or activities like like youth groups and kids activities sometimes take a pause over the summer and then we kind of get out of that routine. And we want to make sure as, as parents, as grandparents, aunts, uncles who are invested in a child's life, that we don't let our faith take a summer vacation, that we're being intentional about talking with our kids and getting them involved in just talking with faith in general in life, because that's, that's how it goes. Faith isn't just Uh, attached to a program. It's attached to our lives and our lives don't stop over the summer. So our faith should not stop over the summer. I think that's so good. But when the rhythm stops of get up in the morning, take the kids to school and all of a sudden day one of resting and being at home comes to us, what's one or two things that you would recommend that we do to begin to form a new rhythm, like a summertime rhythm? Yeah, I love that idea of setting up a a summertime (laughs) kind of rhythm. So maybe it looks different for your your family devotions or worship or prayer time. I know around our house, I'll often do devotions after my kids are out the door because then it's it's quiet time and I can can spend time in God's word. But over the summer, the kids are still here. (laughs) Uh, They're around. So (laughs) maybe my devotions are going to look a little bit different and my Bible reading will look different. And I can pick up something that's going to involve my kids and have them with me instead of uh, totally, you know, not having it by myself. Maybe it's reinventing what that looks like at home for those months and changing it up a little bit, shaking things up. Mm, I love that too. At our table, I usually give us a little bit of grace the first week. You probably do too, but it's we just need to find a new rhythm and everybody seems just a little out of sorts at the very beginning. But as we lean into that, it's the time to embrace fun things and things that you can't get to necessarily when they're going to school the next day. So I know you came packed with fun ideas for how we can make this fun in the lives of our kids. So we're still going to spend time in the word, but this is where we get to put on our creative hats and try some new things. Absolutely. We would love to share some ideas of fun things that you can do to help your kids stay faith-filled over this summer. So what are some activities that may 
get our creative juices going as far as making Bible lessons creative in the summer at home? Yeah. So for those kids who love to be just so active and up and moving around, they've got all this energy, we would suggest a game and a game that we call Faith in Action. And in this game, your kids are getting to experience physically what that true faith looks like. So here's, here's the gist of the activity. You would get a blindfold and put a blindfold on your child and lead them around. It, maybe get outside, lead them around the yard, have an obstacle or two for them to go around. Uh, if you're at our house, it would be avoiding the dog. <laughs> yep. And if it's a rainy day, you have to be inside. You know, maybe it's you know going around the the kitchen table or a, or a chair. Or, you know, sitting on a sofa. It's something that that gets them moving around, but really trusting you as you are guiding them and and keeping them from harm by telling them when to take a step forward, when to take a step to the left or to the right. And then after you go through that that fun activity, and you can repeat it as many times as you want in as many different circumstances, sit down and, and open up your Bibles to Matthew 4, verses 18 through 22, where it talks about Jesus calling the disciples. And now that your child has experienced not knowing where they were going on their journey, they really had to trust you to take them on that journey. You can absolutely relate that to the call of the disciples and how the disciples had no idea what that journey was going to look like, but yet they still followed Christ. They put down their nets. They stopped fishing. Uh, In Matthew's case, stopped a a lucrative tax collecting career, not knowing what in the world his finances were going to look like get into it as deep as you want with, with your children and and what they would understand. But those disciples absolutely had no idea where they were going. They really stepped out in true faith with Christ here on earth for that journey. So you leading your child around and not knowing where they're going is a great way to, to relate a, a physical activity to biblical truth. I think that's so good. I've done that with my teenagers even, and asked at the end of that activity, what do you think about who God is after this is over? How is God like what you experience? Is he trustworthy? Is he always present? Is he always leading? And and teenagers or even fifth and sixth graders are able to begin to build that bridge between what would it be like if God was not trustworthy, but he is. And I think that's just so fun how we can take one simple very low resources and no glitter involved. <laughs> no glitter. <laughs> no glitter. And I think that's so fun. I just love when we can take God's word and it, bring it down to our kids and, and look for something that they will understand and latch onto in a way that's permanent. So Steph, science has never really been my thing. A walk I can handle. Science has never been my thing. But our next example is a science experiment, right? It is. It is. You can Google this science experiment and and see lots of different takes on this one. And doing it yourself is just so much fun. A little messy. Okay. This disclaimer, the science experiment is a little messy up front. But what we are looking to do is to help the kids see that their faith as an act of worship. When we look at worship itself, we are we're looking at worship being both a heart posture and an actions in motion. 
So we're, we're feeling it in our hearts and we're agreeing in our hearts what that worship looks like. And then we're doing it as well. And there's ways that you can be outwardly worshiping, but your heart really is not there mm-hmm. or yeah. your heart is there, but you're not, you don't have the actions with it. When those two are separate, it is not worship. You really need to have both together. And you know, we see this with King David, man, when he worshiped, you saw it in his actions and his music, his singing, his dancing before the Lord. And you heard it in his heart <laughs> with the outpouring that he had. He, he just poured his heart out in his Psalms. So we're going to take our lead from King David here and show our kids what it looks like when your heart is lining up with your actions and how explosive that true worship is. What would that look like? So we're going to explode something. It's relatively low key, uh, but <laughs> it's low key explosion. Low key explosion. Yes. <laughs> so you're going to take a, a bottle of Diet Coke and you're going to take Mentos. Needs to be the, the peppermint kind. And you're going to dump those Mentos into the Diet Coke. And you can talk with your kids ahead of time that, that yep. Diet Coke and Mentos by themselves are cool things to have. You know, we, we like the pepperminty Mentos and, you know, we like the, you know, sugary sweetness of, of the Diet Coke. Both of those things are okay by themselves. When we put them together, it's going to create this, this explosion. So if our Diet Coke is, is our heart posture and the Mentos is our action, what does it look like when both of those are, are together and in alignment with each other? As you're putting those together, we recommend creating some sort of funnel (laughs) to put the Mentos in. (laughs) If you're dropping them in one at a time, you're going to find yourself in the middle of this explosion that comes out of the top and you're going to get covered in sticky uh, soda really quickly. So create some sort of paper funnel that you can put the Mentos in and dump as many as you can into that two liter bottle of Diet Coke and then back out of the way because it's going to create a fountain of soda <laughs> shooting up into the air, which is so much fun. Uh, our kids always have that wow kind of uh, experience after that. I have a boy at my house right now that I am fairly certain would love this. And there are so many spiritual implications, but isn't it so fun when I, Lisa catches my kids off guard when I say, Let's do something awesome and talk about faith at the same time, because this stuff is next level awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. My kids have personally loved it when we've done it out in the backyard and have laughed when I've failed at it (laughs) and I've gotten the, you know, the uh, explosion on myself and our dogs got in the act too and absolutely loved it (laughs) because there's this great sugary mess all over the backyard that they just, they just thought was the coolest thing too. So so you're right. We're doing something that's totally has a wow factor to it. It's it's so much fun, but it can have this really great point behind it that, hey, that's you know, our, our worship when we get it lined up like that. Wow. It you're just going to feel it explode out of you like uh, like King David did. And you know, that really is so God honoring when our worship is like that. And don't we want our worship to be like that all the time? Mm, I love that. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Did Jesus have to die or did he choose to? The answer to this question is both. And the reasoning lies in Jesus's nature. Jesus is both fully God and fully human. Because of this, 
Jesus is the only acceptable sacrifice for our sins. Because he is God, he is without sin. And because he is human, he can be a true sacrifice for us. His choice to die for us also lies in his divine nature. Because he is God, he would always choose to act in perfect harmony with God's will. And it was God's will that a perfect sacrifice would be given for the forgiveness of sins. It's amazing to think of what God has done for us. All right, so we have another activity, but this is going to be craft leaning. And I know some moms like crafts, some dads like crafts, some moms don't like crafts, but this one seems relatively tame. It is, and there's no glitter involved in this one, so... (laughs) I am so glad that you understand how I feel about glitter right now. So talk to us about crafting for Jesus. Yes. So as we are working through this faith-filled summer fun, we wanted to offer an idea for a craft that was going to be then sharing our faith with others. Mm. You know, now that we know what truth faith looks like and feels like, now that we know what faith looks like as an act of worship with a heart posture towards God. How do we take that faith now and share it with others? So we wanted to give you a fun resource for that. We'll actually be posting it on our Bible School at Home resource page. So you can see the pictures and have all the directions as well. We encourage you to download that resource with your kids. But basically you're taking some string or rope or the plastic cord, whatever, whatever you've got hanging around the house that'll fit around your child's wrist. That's comfortable for them. And you're going to find some different colored beads. You can find them super inexpensively in the craft stores. If you're a crafty person, you probably have a stash of beads somewhere in your house already. And you're just going to pull out one of each of these different colors in order to tell that faith story. So as we move through the colors, you're going to put one on that is yellow, that God created things. He created light. You're going to put one on that's blue for God creating the sky and the waters and the oceans. And you're going to put one on that's green, that God created the earth and the trees. So you've got the creation story starting to unfold. And this is such a great time to go outside as well. And there's the sun in the sky for the light. Water, turn on your spigot (laughs) outside. There's the water that God created. And there's greenery all around us right now. It's beautiful. Next, you're going to add one that's white. uh, That stands for God's purity. And you can go back to that story of, of Adam and Eve in the garden, how everything was perfect and pure and totally in alignment with God's will. And then we get to black, black representing our sin, our selfish, prideful, bad choices, and talk about what happened in the Garden of Eden, the day that that all happened. And you can also fast forward then, if you're looking in Genesis, uh, the very first mention of the gospel happens there where we hear about the one who's going to come <laughs> and who is going to finish sin at once and for all and connect it forward then to Jesus and that darkest day when Jesus died for those sins. So that black is a pivotal key part there. You're going to add one that's red, which is Jesus's blood shed for us so that we can be forgiven. And then you're going to add one that's clear. Our hearts that are made clean and clear when we put our faith in Jesus. So it's a neat, neat way, pretty popular way of of explaining our faith using those colors. And as you're doing the craft, you're talking with your kids about it and then have your kids practice 
you know, okay, I've, I've got all these colors on my wrist. If I were talking with a friend out at the park later in the summer, what would I tell them about all of the colors and let your kids explain the story back to you and, and practice with you so that when they are wearing their bracelet out and in the park or gathering with friends and someone says, wow, that's a really cool, pretty bracelet. They can say, yeah, and there's a story behind it. Let me tell you the story. It's a great conversation starter for our kids. Mm -hmm. I love those ideas. I love there's no glitter there, but I think we've gone over several different ways that different kinds of learning styles and different kinds of kids can engage in fun this summer and with their faith. What an exciting opportunity that we have. Steph, there's going to be some people that are listening whose kids have been a part of a Bible to school program this year, and they're going, their kids are going to miss it a lot. So tell us how we can help our kids transition out of that program well at the end of the year. Well, one of the things that we love to do at Bible to school as our kids are are leaving us for the year is to make sure that they've got something in their hands, whether it's a comic book Bible or they're following Jesus Bible or their devotional. So they've got some stuff there, some tools, some resources that they can be digging into over the summer. And they've probably set up a good pattern, a good structure with their small group leaders in Bible school of digging into God's word and just doing some observation of, of the word. What's God saying here? What are some things that we can see and observe? And you know, how does that apply to our lives? And then there's a, a time for prayer as well. So to continue that pattern with your kids, uh, opening up scripture and, and reading it together and saying, what do we see? What do we notice out of this? And what's God saying to us is a great way to continue some of what they've already done in Bible to school and, and keep going with that. And then, you know, Bible school is all about fun. <laughs> we want to have fun too, as we're exploring scripture and talking about it. So there are a whole host of materials at the Bible School at Home resource page, different activities that we do in Bible School that we would love for you guys to do at home too with your kids. Maybe it's an activity that they did this past year. Maybe it's an activity that they'll do in an upcoming year. You never know. But we would love for you to get on our website on that Bible to School at Home resource page and check out all the different activities we have. That's another great way to keep your kids still engaged in some of the things we did in Bible to School, even though we're not currently in session. Steph, I know that Corey and I often have this conversation about how God is moving in Bible to School. And before I let you go this summer, I just want to hear if you see that too. Is God doing new things in and through Bible to School right now? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. So many, so many God stories behind the scenes of how our supporters are connecting with us, the great conversations and prayers that we get to have with them, talking with those who have brought a Bible to School program to their community. Now that we're finishing up the year, we're having conversations about how the year went and we're hearing stories of kids coming to Christ, kids going back and telling their families what they've learned in Bible to school. And we've had some phenomenal end of the year programs where these churches and champions of Bible to school are inviting parents to come in and see what their kids have done. And they are just filling the churches with parents who then get to see and hear what their kids have done all year long. And they're making that extra connection with the people who have been 
leading and discipling their kids all year long. And seeing those connections is just such a beautiful piece. And then we see more people becoming interested in bringing Bible to school to their community, whether they've found us or on the website or through the podcast or at an event, people are saying, this makes sense. And this is something that our school needs and our community needs. And we want more information. We want to talk to you. So we are burning up the phone lines this summer, talking with people about Bible to school and how you can bring it to your community and our prayer warriors all over the nation are seeing people in their states reaching out and saying, we, we want to start this. So some very, very exciting things going on. I am thrilled to be a part of Bible to School and what God's doing in this next, in this next season in Bible to School. Steph, we're going to have to wrap up because our time is coming to a close and we always have fun together. But this really can be simple, easy, and fun. Those are the words that Corey and I are always throwing around, simple, easy, fun. And that's what this summer could be. Like sharing faith can be simple, easy, and fun, right? Absolutely. You don't want to make it too difficult. (laughs) That's right. So Steph, would you pray for the friends that are getting ready to have a whole bunch of kids in their home this summer? Absolutely. I'd be honored. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the summer break. We thank you for the the rest from routine, uh, Lord, for the opportunity to create a new routine, uh, to do some things that maybe we haven't been able to get to for the rest of the year because of schedules and, and homework and things. Lord, help us to see this as an opportunity to interact with our kids, to be intentional about sharing what our faith looks like, what worship looks like, how to share faith with their friends in fun, meaningful ways that are easy for us to implement with our kids. Lord, easy things for our kids to latch on to and and remember. Lord, we just pray that it opens conversations and, and dialogue in our families about what faith looks like and that faith isn't necessarily connected to a program or a routine. Faith is part of our lives and we live that out every day. Lord, we just pray that these families would be enriched by the ideas that we've shared, Lord, that it would spark some great discussions and that we would have a very faith-filled summer this summer. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Steph. You're welcome. Wow, that was so much fun. Somebody grab the Mentos. I see fun on the way. What a gift that God is creative and teaching the kids in our lives about the Lord isn't boring. We are right here with you, believing that God wants to work in the lives of children. And we know that He will use people just like you and me to do it. Thanks so much for being here with us today. If you're interested in starting a Bible to School program in your local school or just wanna learn more, we're eager to connect with you please visit our website at bible2school.com. That's the number two. We can't wait to serve you and talk with you. God is working in the lives of children all over America. And we're hearing the stories every day. As we head into summer, we're planning some really great shows you aren't going to want to miss. There'll be singing, Bible stories, big questions. You don't want to miss an episode, friends. We'll see you back here next week. And remember, you can tell the children about the love and creativity of Jesus.